Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is uh, WKKP Digital Broadcasting on the LUTG Radio Network. Amen. My name is Kathy Brooks, and this is the LUTG Radio Show. The name of this uh, episode is Get Wisdom. God is Plenteous. Plenteous. Number seven. Amen. Let us open up with prayer. Um, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. And so we're opening up with prayer. And uh, so I just want to say thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for thou art worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, I repent of my sins and come to you, Lord, through the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, for you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. I thank you. When I say we, that actually, I'm I'm talking about myself, but I'm also including you in that prayer when i say i i'm rep- i know i'm it's singular but i'm i'm repping us all of us amen um but i can say us or we so father god we thank you lord god for this day we thank you lord god for allowing us to wake wake this morning <coughs> and to wake up with joy many people woke up without joy but those that are in christ jesus christ jesus have the pleasure of waking up with joy, everlasting joy, and that's because of the Father. And so I thank you, Lord God, my powerful God, awesome, beautiful, wonderful God, mighty, mighty, mighty Lord. Thank you, for you are glorious. Amen. I love you, Lord. Now, you know I don't give you pretty words just to give you pretty words. I try not to give you pretty words. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. For you are worthy of all the glory. And I thank you for giving me breath to give you glory. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thou art worthy. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Speak through me today. Amen. That uh, I may be a blessing to those that are listening. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Speak through me. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. I have two scriptures for you. As God gives me, I may give you more. But these are two of my favorites, and they happen to go along with what I'm talking about today. And so the first one is Mark nine twenty three, and it says, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. That means, you ever heard somebody say, Man, so and so won a hundred dollars in a in a lottery. Can you believe it? So and so, like one of my neighbors, uh, one of the kids I went to school with in high school, you know, th- their mom had been playing a lottery for years, and she finally hit, and she won millions. I'm talking about 
drop your mouth millions. She won a lot of money. And everybody was going around saying, can you believe it? Wow. Because they was like, honestly, I never thought a black person would ever win that thing. Like, they didn't say it, but the look in our eyes was, in, in, in their eyes was like, I never knew a black person that won the lottery. I mean, like, big won the lottery. That's, like, amazing. And I don't think that the lottery, I shouldn't say that. I don't, it's not supposed to be central, you know, between races and whatnot. Sometimes there's neighborhoods or communities, but um, it's a it's an algorithm. So, anyway. You can do anything in algorithm, but anyway, she won, right? But she had this crazy faith, and she truly believed that she would win, and she would play the same numbers every week, the same numbers without fail, I guess for like the last 10, 20 years. She would play those same numbers, and she finally hit. She finally won, and she got all her kids, you know, out of poverty, she got that you know she took she blessed every one of her kids i don't know if she's still living but all of them became instant millionaires and if you was married to one of them you was an instant millionaire <laughs> now um i'm not saying that you should go play the lottery but that was one of those stories where it was like can you believe it oh here's another one which is probably more to the point um this lady got healed she was uh, she had had something uh, wrong with her back and she was in a wheelchair and she got out of the wheelchair and then she she kept telling people i can't believe i'm healed i can't believe i'm healed and within i guess six months she's back in a wheelchair because every day she get up and she said i can't believe i'm healed but she was healed already so she should have been saying thank you lord i'm healed thank you lord i'm healed thank you lord i'm healed and so basically with the lottery story which i didn't really want to give you too much of that because well anyway um use it what what happens with lottery stories without telling you their business what happens with some lottery stories is that they'll win a jackpot and then within a year or so maybe three years they'll be broke again because they feel guilty about being rich they feel like can't i just can't believe it that, that's what they say can you believe it it, the answer should always be when you get blessed yes yes i can believe it yes yes i can that's how obama got people to believe that he could become president because his campaign was yes i can not can you believe it it was yes i can that's how it get because black po- folks had tried to run for the office of presidency before but before the very first one ran for the office of presidency with some with a semi chance of winning, which I believe was Jesse Jackson, everybody would always say, they ain't going to let no black person in the White House. Are you crazy? Don't believe that. You're wasting your money. You're wasting your time. But Obama knew this. He knew that his skin color was a barrier because people could not believe that it would that it would be possible that the current system in place would be possible to get around what they could see 
And so he had to start telling people, yes, you can accept a black person as president of the United States of America. Yes, you can shake the hand of a black president. Yes, you can do international business with a black president. Yes, you can see a black president running for office and being in office for eight years. Yes, you can vote for a black president. You can put a black man in the White House. Yes, you can. And because he said, yes, you can, people begin to think, you know what? This 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 seem all right. I, you know what? I think I'm a vote for him. You know, he seems, you know, in the neighborhood, we would say, yeah, you know what? He seems on point, which means he ain't a dope head. He got some common sense. He educated, you know, he good to his family. I think he can run up against any one of these other dudes up here. You know, the other dudes were up there were white dudes. And so, and and to get some of the people on his side, he had to, he had to divulge his background. Now, he's half black and half white. His father is a Nigerian prince or king. And his mother was a... a I guess I think she was a, a writer or an author. I forget, but she was a white lady, and her her family is like a family of a famous writer poet, which I forget his name. But um, he had to divulge that to get people that were because people were trying to figure out, you know, is he black? Is he white? Is he what is he mixed with? I don't know. But when they when they could relate to who he was so you got the black people relating to the black side and you got the white people relating to the white side and then you got the people down a minute ago well i'm mulatto too i'm mixed too and what you gonna do for me and so he had to balance those lines and meet the hearts of the people he had to become what they needed he wasn't just giving them lip service he had to show them in his past history what he had done for people regardless of color regardless of political affiliation and regardless of their education he and finances he had to reach them where they were he had to show them that he was was not afraid to go into the slums to talk to people and to meet their needs and he was not afraid to go to the golf clubs and to the $10,000 plate dinners or $100,000 plate dinners. He wasn't afraid to talk to CEOs and movie stars and rappers and singers. And he wasn't afraid to talk to somebody that had red laces in their boots. Y'all know what that means. That means they kill somebody. And it's usually a skinhead or Ku Klux Klan or white supremacists. But black folks had the same thing they don't always wear red shoestrings in their in their boots but he wasn't afraid to talk to any of them because some of them had paid the price for their sin and some of them have not some of them have stopped doing those things but obama he had a heart for people that even if you had committed a crime in his heart he decided and he determined you deserve a second chance you deserve a second chance whether you are black or white or Spanish or Asian or any of the other 200 types of countries 
that are mixed up in America. He was determined to give everybody a second chance because he himself needed a second chance. He needed people to look at his skin color and say, wait a minute, I this is not a slave. This is not a good-for-nothing person. I'm not going to look at black people and determine automatically that they are good for nothing. Let me hear this man out because I'll guarantee you whenever people look at you that are influenced and especially if older in age and actually I shouldn't even say that even in present day they're being taught to think that black people are good for nothing. I was in a store the other day and this white man was telling and saying out loud that black people cause coronavirus. We are we don't even live in China. We don't eat bats. You can barely get us to eat some of the foods that are here. We and most there are not a lot of black people that travel outside of the United States. But yet he fixed it in his mouth to say that black people cause coronavirus, which is an absolute lie. And the lady that was with him was telling him, no, that's not true. It came from China. And it, and she was explaining how it happened, you know, as far as what, what, we were, were, what was reported. And so he was looking at me as he was saying these things. And I'm like, uh, what's about to jump off here? Because I'm like, I know you lying. I know that's an ignorant statement. But what are we doing here? And so... Obama has the ability to soothe people, to help them to get to understanding where they can accept the truth. And that was one of his great assets. He had the ability to break things down to people and give them the truth, not just say, believe it because I'm telling you. He said, these are the facts. You can go look them up. You often look at his speeches. He'll often say in his speeches, these are the facts. You can go look them up and you can take your cell phone and go look up everything he was saying. <laughs> Absolutely everything he was saying, you could go look it up. And so that's one of the things that people miss when they uh, they're in politics. They miss the ability and they miss using their, I should say, using their public speaking skills. They don't use them as well as he did because he didn't just speak to win people over. He spoke to change the hearts of people and to cause people to unite rather than to divide. And that's one of the reasons why he was so successful as a senator and in the presidential races, because he wasn't seeking to divide people. He was seeking to bring people closer together. And even now he's speaking out a little bit. He's not even he's not really beating up on uh, Trump at all. He's telling Trump, yes, you can. Because he told him, this is a great opportunity for you to create new rules for, for the deal with China, between America and China. He's basically telling Trump, yes, you can. That's what he's telling Trump. Yes, you can. You feel me? And so it's what you believe when you try and do a thing. If you don't believe that you can do it, you ain't going to do it. It ain't going to be successful. So you got to tell yourself, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I think I just preached to myself. I just I just got a revelation about something. <laughs> okay, so the next scripture, scripture is John 16 and 13. It says, 
how be it when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself or whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come you know what show you things to come is prophecy show you things to come is prophecy when he says he when he says he won't speak of himself he's he's not a boaster he's not prideful he's the holy spirit would do he will say exactly and do exactly as the father instructs him to do he will not deviate from the father even though he's an individual person he will not deviate from the rules or words of the father he will say it exactly he won't summarize or anything if the father says get out my face the holy spirit will say get out my face if the father says come closer to me the holy spirit will say come closer to me if the father says i love you jeremy jacqueline whoever that's exactly what the holy spirit will say i don't know those people those are just random names that came to mind but jesus loves you jeremy and jacqueline i don't know who you are jesus loves you (laughs) and so the holy spirit will say exactly those things god loves you 100 percent. amen and so i tell you i give you those scriptures because i have two more scriptures for you and they're part of the wisdom um get wisdom god is plenteous serious okay so the first scripture is um ephesians chapter one verse seven let me just pull that up here. Give me a sec. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so it like I said, it's Ephesians chapter one, verse seven. I'm in the King James Version. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that the god i'm gonna read it again that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him some of y'all are going what i had to read it twice myself because i was like am i hearing what i'm hearing Am I really hearing what I'm hearing? <laughs> so I'm listening to God and I'm I'm listening. I'm 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 taking it in and I'm listening to him and I'm like, okay, I should probably let me write this down because I just I was just gonna wait until I just got on the radio and got to that point. And I thought, uh, what if I get to that point and then I forget? I was like, wait a minute, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not gonna let me forget. But I was like, oh well, I'm gonna just write it down anyway. And so this this scripture from what i understand it's establishing a direct connect and a reutterance of the identity of the person who created jesus the part where it goes that that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory so it's establishing who it's establishing it's a 
it's, it's establishing a direct connect and a reutterance of the identity of the person who created Jesus or the one that gave Jesus his name. Anytime you give somebody a name, you're responsible for that person. You're that parent. You're that you that person's made from your loins. It is introducing the father. The phrase the father of glory is specifying that God is the power and he gives to us generously in knowledge and comprehension of that knowledge. He gives to us generously in knowledge and in comprehension of that knowledge. Glory to God. Amen. I actually got ahead of myself. Hold on a second. I read. <laughs> All right. So I got a little bit ahead of myself. So that one actually should have came second. So. <laughs> And I actually, and I did not mean to do this one, but I, I did it anyway. But so we get, since we already read that one, we got that one in our, in our memory banks, right? Now, first Corinthians, uh, 12 and eight says for to one is given the spirit of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. And so the first part is a deep, is a deep, intimate knowledge of what the father knows by the transfer or downloading in the form of tongues by the Holy Spirit. The second part, 8b, is the revelation of a word spoken. It is an interpretation of tongues. So we got to understand this. We get our wisdom from the father. And so the second, the first uh, scripture that I read, Ephesians 1 and 17 I did say seven at first, right? I'm sorry. It's Ephesians 1 and 17. And so that first scripture talks about who the father is and who he made, who he created. He is the father of glory, meaning he is power. He is that source of power. Glory came from him. The blood of Jesus that ran through Jesus' vein that paid the price for all our sin, that came from the glory. That came from the father. So the blood that Jesus used to pay for our sin came from the father. The presence, because the blood, the presence in Jesus right now is glory. And so a presence is a life force. So the presence in Jesus right now is the glory of God and it is power. You're like, well, Kathy, how do you know? Jesus showed me. I kid you not. I have a tendency to ask questions and I'll forget about them. And then Jesus will just come to me in my dreams or just or wake dream. He, he comes whenever he wants to. And I'm like, come on. I'll mind. Bring me to heaven or you come to me. However you want to do it. It's cool with me. <laughs> and so he showed me one day I was asleep. And he came to me and he showed me his glory. He literally, this this is the this is the funny part. He literally is like he opened up his side and he showed me glory. Because I think Jesus is like the most perfect person walking. I mean, just he's so pretty. <laughs> 
I know he's God and he's so powerful and, and he paid the price for our sin. I mean, defending me, taking taking a punishment for me, I mean, coming to my defense, oh my goodness, yes. Who wouldn't love that? Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> And so anyway, um, I don't think he showed me that because I like his form and whatnot, but he showed me <laughs> because I think I had asked him about the blood and about, you know, what's flowing in him. You know, I think my pastor had told me before, oh, well, it's the power of God. I'm like, well, what? And I I couldn't figure it out. Right. And so. <laughs> And so one day he Jesus showed me, he showed me in a dream and he opened up his side and he's like, look, it's glory. And I, cause I even asked him one day, how come you don't smile? And he, and he told me with his mind because it would blind you because it's glory. And I was like, really? Because, <laughs> you know, I, when I think about it, I have never seen Jesus smile in heaven. When I would go as an adult, I don't remember as a kid, but as an adult, I don't remember seeing him smiling. Although some people say that he does smile with them. But with me, when he parted his lips, he was full of glory. I mean, like, like you touch him and you burn like popping hot glory you know how like people say heat up some uh grits some hot grits and grease when you're going to a battle jesus wasn't coming into a battle for me he was battling on my behalf but when i saw him and he parted his lips just a little i could see his i could see the glory i was like wow i mean and it was bright and I ain't gonna lie, I was thinking, I mean, I'm thinking now, I wish that I had said, can I come home? Because <laughs> I was like, man, I want to be right there. <laughs> I want to I be right there. And so anyway, God gives us, he downloads stuff to us. He downloads the wisdom that is in the mind of the Father, and he gives it to us in the form of tongues. Um, so tongues is one way to get it and sometimes he'll just give you a direct download uh, but oftentimes when we're in a in a group of people like at church or in a bible setting people start speaking in tongues that's God speaking through them and he's trying to give give us in the people in the in the group some information and he he'll give one person the tongues and he'll give another person the interpretation of that tongues and sometimes he'll give one person both of them. And part of them receiving that is that they believe God. They believe that God will speak to them. They believe that they can be spoken through. And they believe that there will be an interpreter of those tongues. So they in full belief. Well, there is no denial in their heart, which is one of the reasons why God is able to use people like that. And so some of you be like, well, I don't believe it, but that's why he don't use you. <laughs> I mean, that's the end of the story. You don't believe. That's why he not using you. 
So he waiting on you or he's he's working with you to try and get you up to that level where you can believe that, yes, you can speak in tongues and, yes, God can speak through you. And I, I'll tell you this, you're breathing his breath right now. So that's number one, because if you were not breathing the breath of God, you would be dead. Remember, God breathed into the nostrils of Adam. Amen. When he breathed into the nostrils of Adam, uh, that was the blood that turned all that dirt into bones and flesh. Now, don't you know that was pro- that was some really strong breath. <laughs> so you'll find that in the book of Genesis, chapter two, verse seven. And I'll just read it for you. It's the King James Version. And it says, and the Lord God formed man in, of the dust of the ground. And breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Isn't that interesting? God breathed into man. And so, first of all, he formed man from dirt of the earth, right? Like, you know, spit on it, get some, you know, make it wet, make it like a clay formation. You know, poked out the eyes, the little eyelids, you know, the, the holes for the eyeballs to come in and formed a little edge you know for the hair to come in and arms and legs and all these muscles in between and (laughs) isn't it amazing how god took some dirt and made a nose and everything and breathed through the nostrils of dirt believing that it would be man he had to believe that it would be man and check this out God is so powerful that that wasn't just breath that was breathing through the nostrils of man. That was glory. Jesus is the second time that God made blood from his own breath. From I mean, from his glory. I should say Jesus is the first because he was before Adam. So <laughs> Jesus is the first one that was made. And then Adam was made because God did it all before the earth was created and then Adam came and then Jesus is already set in place and everything was done. But for the manifestation of Jesus, he was the second. But in in creation and faith and in belief, he was the first. But um, but the, the thing you need to check out is God took breath and made blood. He made blood from glory. So Adam was the second person to be made from glory. Jesus was the first, and the first Adam was the second person to be made from power, from glory. Glory is electric and and mighty, and it's intangible. You can't actually touch glory. Glory has to be held in something in order for you to physically touch it and manipulate it, meaning shape it or hug it. It has to be in something. And right now, part of God's glory is in the body of Jesus. And it's in our bodies too. Check this out. Every time you take a breath, that's glory. The word of God is written on the inside of you. That's a part of the glory. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. We have God with us everywhere we go. Every time we take a breath, 
we might as well say thank you father because that's his every time we look through our eyes or or have a good thought or smile those are god's teeth his breath formed those teeth god is well able we might as well give him thanks because if it was not for the father none of us would be here not a one of us and so we need to take that wisdom in that God is not trying to hurt us when he says that you need to be in order to be forgiven of your sins. You need to be forgiven of your sins in order to come to the kingdom to, to reunite with him again. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to tell you, you cannot stand up against this pure glory. You won't measure up without the blood of Jesus is what he's telling you. So if we go to the Father right now as we are without Jesus, without being saved, we will get judged for punishment because we'll be like stench in his nose and the only thing he'll smell is sin. That's what he smells on an unsaved person. Even though he loves you, you smell like sin to him, unsaved. And he wants you saved. He wants you to be able to enter into rest and not take the punishment that belongs to the devil. Because that sin, the sin punishment does not belong to man. It actually belongs to the devil. But man was an accomplice of the devil. He was a direct uh, involver in that he disobeyed the father. And he, he surrendered to the devil. But he was enticed by the devil to do it. And the devil should not have come at him like that. But he did. He had a, the devil had already lost the battle, but here it is. He was still fighting. He was still trying to win something. When he should have just went ahead and surrendered. But nope. God is trying to tell you, he came to, he sent his son to take the punishment that belonged to us because we disobeyed the father. How many people have gotten a whipping for disobeying their parents? God is doing the same thing. He's like, I was going to punish you. And he did punish Adam and Eve. He took away their provisions. He took away their ease of life. Which for us nowadays, we would truly appreciate ease of life. Without God, things can be quite difficult. You can have all the money in the world and still be depressed and sad. Some of y'all are saying, well, you can be saved and be depressed and sad. That's a choice. But with God, there, you don't have depression. When you surrender your heart fully to the Lord, he'll take all that stuff out of you. You're like, Kathy, for real, I am for real. Don't stop saying I can't believe that. Believe it. When you give your heart to the Lord, he will heal the broken hearts and bind up your wounds, which is always the reasons why people are depressed. They're depressed from loss and sadness and wounds. Somebody wounded somebody to cause them to accept this spirit of depression. God is saying, give me your broken heart and I'll give you freedom. If any of you want to be saved, let's get saved right now. Because remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is you. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
Repeat this prayer after me and be forgiven of all your sins. Be delivered from all sickness. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly 100%. Make me a light in a dark place. And from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's a commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, congratulations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit of depression, every spirit of sadness and sickness. And I speak life to your mortal bodies. And I call you to be of sound mind and sound body. For God has said that no evil shall befall you and no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. That is for you. The enemy will try and take the, the word of God out of you. The word that was just spoken to you and spoken over you, he'll try and take it out of you. Say, no, I am saved in the name of Jesus, and it is my covenant right to be of sound mind and to be of sound body and to believe God. It is your covenant right to believe God. It is your covenant right to know that Jesus is alive. The Father is alive. His name is Jehovah. They go by many names. Jesus has many names. But the one name that everything must bow at is the name of Jesus. Jesus is the face of the Father because to look upon the Father as you are in your flesh body, you will die. Meaning you'll go on to glory right then and there. The flesh can't tolerate it, but the spirit can. Which is why when God comes to see you, has an encounter with you, you see the face of Jesus. When he wants to have an encounter with you, you will see the face of the sun. When God wants to show you something, he will turn his back to you like he did to Moses so that you can be in his presence. God loves you and he'll he'll never do anything to hurt you. He loves you. You have the right to trust God and to believe him. Never doubt 
Always ask questions, but never doubt God. If someone tries to present something to you, tell you that Jesus is a lie and Jesus is not a lie. And that that Christianity and salvation is not real. Rebuke them. Go look it up in the Bible and you'll find it. And you start talk, start praying and talking to the father. You'll find a prayer template in the book of Matthew, chapter six, starting off with verse nine. And it's also in the book of Luke as well. Pray. Prayer is a conversation with God. Have a conversation with the father. Give him thanks for your salvation. Sing songs of worship unto him. And those are songs about what he's done for your life and how he saved you. Jesus paid the price for your sick for all sicknesses, all diseases, viruses, illnesses, any mental disease. Jesus covered it all. Schizophrenia. It's it's a schizophrenia is people they they hear different voices, they they take on different personalities. From what I understand from people that I've seen, it's demonic spirits. And I'm not I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. It exists. Satan gave it a name. It's called schizophrenia. But God said that you can be delivered from it. Trust him. Trust God. Trust Jesus. I ain't telling you not to take your pills. Take your pills all you like. Take them as the doctor told you to take them. If you don't have the faith to believe that you are delivered immediately, simply do this. Take your pill and say this. I believe I'm of sound mind. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for making my mind right, making me whole. I receive my whole mind. And keep on saying it. And keep on saying it. And keep going to your doctor's appointments and let the doctor see that you're getting better. Because they got to wean you off of that stuff because that stuff is addictive. But keep on confessing your faith. You can't give in to every temptation that comes across your mind. That's another thing that people that have mental issues do. They give in to everything that they hear that comes across their mind. Every seduction, every piece of anger, every piece of outrage. Those are spirits. That outrage you feel, that anger you feel that you don't quite know where it came from or what to do with it. Demonic spirits. Some people you hear things and you can be standing right in front of somebody and you hear, you think you hear their mind speaking. That is a spirit standing right next to them. You just can't see it. So what you can say is, Heavenly Father, let me see what is before me. Give me discernment and let me see that they are more with me than against me. Because these demonic spirits are quite ugly, some of them. And some of them are beautiful. They take on this beautiful persona. But in reality, when you look at them in the pure nakedness of the eyes of God, horrible. Demonic spirits. Gnashing teeth. But be not afraid. Because in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Power is glory from up on high, from the Father. Love, that's from the Father. And a sound mind. So you have 
power, you have compassion, and you have a sound mind. You are set and you are ready to tell people how you got saved. Read your Bible every day, starting off with the book of um, Mark. I'm sorry, the book of Matthew. And so read Matthew, Mark, Acts, Luke, and then John. And read uh, the first two chapters of Genesis and the last two chapters of Revelation. And then start over and read the whole thing from beginning to end. This is WKKP uh, Digital Broadcasting for LUTGradio.com. And my name is Kathy Brocks, and this is the LUTG Radio Show. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends all about it. God bless you. Jesus loves you. And remember, Jesus is Lord, and he is alive, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.